now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome again to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to the show tonight. No, there's a lot of things out there that you can be doing right now. Fish are biting in our lakes. There's great trout fishing out there, and we'll be talking about this later on. There is also some saltwater action that you need to know about. So sit back and relax. This is going to be worth the two hours of time that you expend to spend with us. Let me uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's in store for you tonight. Right out of the gate, Bill Boyce is going to be with us. He's the executive producer, entrepreneur, and TV host of, uh, of uh, the uh, uh, Fishing Baja with Bill Boyce. So he's going to tell us not only what he's been into, but he's going to give us the real name of his show, too, when I get him on. And then later on, Danny Wade is going to be with us. And Danny, as you all know, is a tackle guru there at H&M Landing. Sometimes I refer to him as Mr. In Iron. He's going to give us an updated report on what's happening, not only in the half day and the three-quarter range, but also in the day and a half and extended day range. So you're going to want to hear what that's all about. And in the second hour, we're going to have... The fishmonger himself, Tommy Gomes, he's going to be with us. As a matter of fact, I have Tommy Gomes with us here in the Palatial Angles Arsenal Studios here in Lakeside, California. And Tommy, good evening to you, guy. Good evening. Good evening, everybody, and uh, happy belated birthday there, Bill. Bill, <laughs> Bill, we'll be on here in just a bit, Tommy. Thanks for being with us. Man, there are so many things that you've been into. We need to catch up with what's happening because... All of them are interesting. You don't let any moss grow on your north side. No, you got to keep running, man. All right. Hey, before we get to our first guest, though, let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Real Radio. First of all, this individual is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT. He's a pretty darn good fresh and saltwater fisherman in his own right, Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy tonight. Good evening, everyone, and uh, John and Tommy, my hero. My, he is the the uh, fish cooking guru of the world. So I'm <laughs> I'm going to have to ask. I'm going to have to call and find out how to what fish I should smoke on this new pellet smoker that I've got. The brisket just took it out. First one I've ever. <laughs> so we're going to experiment tonight, and uh, we'll find out about how to do fish later. I think Tommy will be able to give you some advice on that. And maybe, Tommy, if you can, too, you know, there will be a lot of, you know, with all the tuna people have gotten this year, a lot of people are smoking tuna, you know, but there's also a proper way in different brines that you can use for brining it before you're smoking it. Maybe you can give us some advice. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know about what to do with the bluefin other than sashimi. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you're going to, especially if you're going to can bluefin, if you're going to do a home canning, you want to take a little chunk of that belly with all that fat on it, the toro section of the fish, and put that in that jar as well. And that just adds to the oil and flavor. It's really nice. Wow. Well, uh, Stan, Tommy will be with us for the whole second hour of the show, and he will obviously be interjecting some of his comments in the first hour. So we'll be able to talk all about that and whatever else is on Tommy's mind, because I know he's come locked and loaded. Introduce Wendy. (laughs) Yeah, before the show's over, right? Hey, hey, my other co-host. She is the national sales manager for Iserline. She represents many other fine products in the fishing industry. She is also an expert fisherman and hunter, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, howdy. Hello there. Thanks for inviting me to join in on your conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Very kind of you. Oh, man. Well, if we get a chance, maybe we'll get Bill Boyce on. But, Wendy, I know... You've been involved with a lot of things. This was a big weekend for you, and we'll talk about this in the second hour or two because uh, the fishing community got together for a program for Sonny Trent, who is a Turner's employee here in Escondido. I know you and a whole gang of others were involved in it. We're going to want to find out how that went off this weekend. Great. Yes, I'll be happy to talk about it, and I have some really good news. All right. Hey, well, why don't we get into our first guest? Hey, this individual is the executive producer of uh, uh, Fishing Baja with uh, Bill Boyce. I know that. Gosh darn, that has another name. He's also... uh, Destination Outdoors. Destination Outdoors. Thank you, Wendy. He's a TV host. He's an entrepreneur. He's all kinds of things. Let's hope he hasn't hung up yet. Mr. Bill Boyce. Bill, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, you guys. Thanks much. How crazy. Hey, Bill. And you, all, all of you completely destroyed the name of the show. Destination. Yeah, destination. Baja Sur, right? Baja South. And no, uh, yeah, we did that for two seasons. And currently, we are uh, in talks with the uh, Panamanian Tourism Board uh, about doing Destination Panama. So that's going to be uh, potentially right. our next uh, production there. Wow. And that's and, one of the reasons uh, I named uh, the show Destination with a semicolon. Because we could do destination South Pacific, destination Central America, destination Caribbean, you know. So that was the whole premise of naming the show um, with destination uh, in front of it. And so we're going to hopefully continue that uh, uh, even farther south in Mexico. Bill, we have a guest here in the studio. I know that you have uh, known for many years and and in some ways been involved, especially in the early parts of your career, Mr. Tommy Gomes. You want to say hello to Tommy? Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Yeah, he's great, man. We uh, we shared many, many years out there in those purse sainters out of San Diego and uh, points south from there. And, uh, you know, every trip you made was always uh, an amazing adventure. And uh, very few of us live uh, and survive that uh, fraternity. Yeah, Roger, that. Happy belated birthday to you. And that, that um, as soon as you said Destination Panama, I was like, ha, huh, going back to the old school, reminiscing there, are you? That's right, brother. You know that. I spent nine years in and out of that place, and uh, it's always been a great time and great people. And, you know, the the, the same uh, Latin love that you get in Mexico, you get it farther south, too. Yeah. Can you imagine if we had the gear and the lures 
that we have today that we had back in the day when we were going through the canal over to Puerto Rico to offload in those freshwater lakes? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, no doubt. Right? I can't right? wait to take some hookup baits over there and fish those peacock bass. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Yeah. Could be yeah. crazy. Could be fun. Hopefully will. Well, Bill, you know, I like having you on from time to time because you, more than others, you're just, uh, you know, an all-round outdoorsman, and every opportunity you get to fish, you go out there. As I said about Tommy Gomes, too, you don't let any moss grow on your north side. Uh, you want to uh, relate to us uh, any fishing adventures you've been on lately that uh, we might find interesting? Yeah. Yeah, I had... Um uh, well, he's a really good friend of Stan and mine. In fact, Stan's been a uh, team uh, uh, bass, uh, bass angler with Mike Arujo. And um, hey, a couple weeks ago, there was an opening of a private lake up here by me. I live up in Santa Clarita, and it's uh, up there in uh, Palmdale, and uh, the fins and feathers. And I've driven by that thing a million times, and, you know, and I've always looked at Mike Arujo's post on Facebook with all these big trout and stuff, and I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. I haven't had a chance to go and fish that place because it's private. It's fairly expensive to get a membership, but Mike has been involved there for many, many years. And so I hit him up on uh, on FB a while ago, and I said, hey, man, I'd love to make it uh, this year be the one that, uh, you know, I, uh, I break my virginity on that lake with you. And so he said, yeah, man, I'll let you know. And we went up there on opening day, and it was an absolute madhouse. Uh, but, oh, my God, it was just crazy that the quality of fish they, they have in that place. And uh, we got limits, uh, five big rainbows each. And, um, yeah, I think, I think the big fish might have gone, you know, five, five and a half, something like that. And uh, it was just an absolute blast with him. And um, it was funny because he'd never fished those hookup baits. But he looked at them, and, you know, it's all like Stan. I mean, all these guys know what a good bait looks like in the water. And I twitched a few times underwater. He goes, yep, that'll get bit. And like my third cast, I hooked up. And by about the ninth cast, I'd already had three in the boat. And he goes, eh, I think I'm going to try one of those. <laughs> so we just, we just had a blast laughing at those. And uh, he says it's really good bass fishing up there, too. So I'm looking forward to uh, the water getting a little warmer and going back up there and fishing some bass and potentially some duck hunting, uh, you know, coming up this fall. Uh, October, they shut the lake down and then start the hunting thing. So looking forward to go up there and, uh, and doing some of that with him. And then uh, Bill, I, I, to that, Bill, I think you're talking about fins and feathers San Luis up there. I, had, Banos, I turned up down the I opportunity to go there Another for opening day. Another piece of day. water. What's yes. that? I said, you're probably talking about fins and feathers up there. And I turned yeah. down the opportunity to go there for uh, opening day. And I'm kind of kicking myself for having done that because it's incredible. But you were talking about the bass fishing. Uh, I guess that we had on... Uh, a couple of weeks ago from uh, fishingevic.com, uh, Mr. Uh, Andrew Mack, he was up there this weekend. I think he's been up there just about every day, and he had a nine-and-a-half-pound largemouth bass up there. So not only are there trophy trout up there, as you mentioned, there are also some pretty big bass. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, with all the trout in that place, you know, any bass that gets to nine-and-a-half pounds, that, that, that mouth can put a pretty good trout down its gullet. So I can imagine there's got to be some big fish up there. And you don't see or hear much about it in the magazines because it's private, you know, it's private water. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward I, to it. I'm, and that's, that's good to know that those big bass are starting to chew up there already. So, uh, Mike, um, yeah, it's Mike kind of wanted fun. to take me up there. I, Mikey came out fishing with me after he came went fishing up there with you, and we oh, went up did? to Casitas, okay. and he was telling me, he goes, yeah, I took those doggone hookup baits out there, and he goes, 
they just were unbelievably good on those fish. He goes, we started catching them so quick. I, he said, come on, let's move and see if we can go someplace where we can catch one every, like, five or six casts instead of every cast. It's true. Uh, he said he just it's had a so blast. True. I swear to God, it was hilarious. Yeah, we had a great thing. We had his dog, too. He's got that beautiful chocolate lab and... Yep. You know, I you know I don't have a dog anymore, so I was you know, I was getting my dog fiction with uh, with Mike too that day. Well, what color oh, of the hook? I know that you used the hookup baits when you went uh, up the pyramid and you fished with Chad Gerlich up there. Uh, were you using the same size baits, or or what, what was different there at uh, Fins and Feathers uh, that you were doing that might have been different from uh, uh, you know up up north? Yeah, we did. That's good. That's that's uh, that's a great question. Um, we actually used about the same size baits. I mean, those one sixteenths, yeah. and um, that black and gold pattern's really good on trout. And uh, it was really good up at Pyramid, and it was great there on fins and feathers. Uh, they've also got a brown, uh, kind of like a brown minnow uh, color, which was great on both of those lakes. And um, yeah, those just those dark colors um, seems to be you know. The, the the preference for trout. Now you get offshore, you know, you get in the ocean, and that 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 mint green, that anchovy, I think he calls it, and then obviously that red, that red uh, red crab uh, squid is really really fishy as well. But uh, yeah, I would say if I was going to buy a pack of those things to go trout fishing, that black and gold, get the one thirty second ounce heads, the one sixteen ounce heads, um, and uh, you know if it gives you some bass fishing, you know, maybe go up to a one ounce. One, one eighth ounce, even a one quarter ounce, probably if you're going to fish a little bit deeper water. But yeah, those small baits are just so deadly. It's just such a perfect, imi- you know, imitation of a minnow. Yeah, um, Andrew Mack was saying that the uh, nine pound bass that he got up there, he was fishing for trout. He got it on two pound test. Are are you fishing two pound test up there, or are you a little heavier? We're fishing four. Um, yeah, the water's a little a little yeah. dirtier. You know, if I'm fishing cleaner water, I'll go to two. When when Chad and I were up at uh, Pyramid, you know, most of the guides that fish Pyramid, because there's so many big fish in that lake, they fish 12. You know, they're fishing up deep. They're deep jigging them like 60 to 100 feet, just vertical jigging on uh, meter marks. And that's how most guys fish Pyramid. And uh, But, you know, we couldn't effectively fish those light baits that deep. So Chad was just asking me to find some skinnier water, which we found up the north end of the lake. And we got up there, and we were just fishing. You know, we, we were fishing eight-pound at first. And, uh, you know, we were seeing a lot of fish rolling. It is not getting the bites we thought we should have been getting. So we went down to six and four, and it made a big difference because the waters are cleaner. And that six to four made a big difference from the eight. And I couldn't imagine if guys fishing 12. They'd probably get a, bit, a lot better fishing, you know, that six to eight stuff, even deep. Hey, Bill, we got to take a break right now. Is there any way I can ask you to stay on a little bit longer with us? Oh, absolutely, guys. You're always a blast. You're always a blast. Hey, we're speaking with Bill Boyce, executive producer, entrepreneur, and TV host. Uh, Bill's got a lot more stories to tell and a couple of other projects he's involved with, too, that we need to know about. So Stan, Wendy, Tommy Gomes, and myself, we'll be back after these messages. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. 
that love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality self-plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than two and a half million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto custom baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto custom bait. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm honored to once again be able to tell you about the annual Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. I am proud of our 74-year-old history. It would have been impossible in 1946 for my father to envision the majestic event that his creation would become. The Fred Hall Show is the world's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. We honor my father's promise to entertain you all day with nearly 1,000 booths, over 400 seminars, acres of boats, and dozens of family fun activities. Kids 15 and under are always free and always fish free. We are passionate about preserving the lifestyle of fishing, hunting, boating, and outdoor recreation that so many of us cherish. You can help by joining the Coastal Conservation Association of California. And when you purchase their special show package, you'll get in free. Join us and celebrate the passion for outdoor recreation at the Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive, check us out at fredhall.com. We all like to travel, whether it's for business or it's pleasure. But one thing we all like to do, it's save money. Well, we got a travel tip for you. Bill Boyce has put together a travel website for you that can save you a lot of money. You can become your own travel agent. The site is bookwithboyce.com. You're going to save yourself 5 to 35% on all nationally advertised travel rates. You want to uh, go to Mexico? You want to go to Hawaii? bookwithboyce.com can offer you outstanding prices and here's the deal there's no surprises for accommodations rental cars or activities so try bookwithboyce.com now and thank bill boyce later on hi this is Lori heath you may know me from some of the fishing boats out of san diego i want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart did you know that when you donate blood you're not only helping others you're also helping yourself Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%, lowers the risk of developing cancer, and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else and to help yourself. If you can't donate, you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit San Diego Blood Bank. Dot org. That's the San Diego 
bloodbank.org. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. I always wear a life jacket when I'm on the water because I'm lazy. I like floating like a giant turtle covered with SPF 50. The life jacket does the work. I highly recommend this to everyone. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the rock lease at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Stan, Wendy, Tommy Gomes, our in-studio guest, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Our special guest this hour is executive producer, all outdoorsman and TV host of Destination Baja, and soon to be Destination, maybe fill in the blank, wherever you want to go, Mr. Bill Boyce. Bill. Welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, hey. It's good to be back. Hey, Bill. You know, hey, during that commercial break, we heard about a venture that you're involved with called bookwithboyce.com. Now, you've been involved with travel for a long time. Uh, uh, Tell us a little bit about Book With Boyce. Yeah, it kind of fell in my lap, which is, you know, how all good things happen in life sometimes. And it's really kind of funny. It's almost out of necessity. Um, I had that, you know, Destination Baja Sur show for the last couple of years, and and uh, a lot of the viewership will hit me up on Facebook, or they'll see me at trade shows going, hey, you know, I know you spent a lot of time in Mexico and down there at East Cape and Cabo and La Paz, and, you know, where should we go, where should we stay, you know, who should we fish with, all those kind of questions, and, you know, um, and, uh, you know, great resorts we fished with and great guides. So I always try to throw them the love. and um, But, you know, sometimes they want to go down with their family and just have a family vacation, not so much a fish vacation. And, you know, I was having to take so much time out of my day. I'd like, you know, try to hit up some of my friends that have those resorts down there and try to get discounts for people that, you know, just watch the show type thing. And all of a sudden I, I got a hold of this uh, travel uh, portal. And at first I thought it was like, nah, this has got to be a come on, right? And I started checking the prices against Orbitz and – Hotel.com and um, Expedia and Travelocity, and came to find out that every one of those companies are owned by the same company. <laughs> and when you look at how much nationally advertised money they spend every day on TV to buy those uh, national um, slots, those uh, time slots, those commercial slots, they spend millions in advertising. So with the company I got involved with, instead of spending all that money in advertising dollars, we just pass it on as savings to anybody who downloads the uh, the free portal, the free access portal. So, um, and what it does to me is when people call me and want discounts at hotels, go tell you what, just go to bookwithboys.com, you put a username, a password, and then your email address, and you get access to a um, to a uh, search, um, you know, a search site just like you do the other ones, uh, except that our prices are anywhere depending on when you book, how far in advance, and, and how many rooms and all. But typically, always could beat the other sites 5, 10, up to about 30, 35%. I've got wow. people who have been booking trips to Cabo like six, seven months in advance. And uh, depending on where they're staying, you know, I had uh, six anglers go down and they got three rooms and they booked um, in July and they booked in, o- in October, which is during the Bisbee. They saved $1,400 off what they would have spent on Expedia. And they call me back. They're cool. going, hey, man, that's like 
almost all of our airfare. <laughs> they were blown away. And it's free. It's absolutely free. And we've got, you know, I've got, there's like a million um, uh, resorts and locations around the world that we have access to. So if you want to go to Hawaii or Orlando trade show, a lot of people work in these fishing tackle trade shows and hunting trade shows. I use my site now to book their, uh, um, you know, their accommodations and rental cars on that. And I, like I said, it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost anything. Just go to bookwithvoice.com. There's a red tab right there that says book now. You click on that, put your information, and 60 seconds later, you've got access to my site. And what I try to tell people to do is when you go on my site, open up a second window for, like, Expedia or Travelocity or Orbitz. I don't care which one. And then compare my prices for the same exact resort at the same dates as you get there. And my prices all include taxes. All the taxes are included. Where the other sites, they'll give you a price, but you won't get the total price until you hit, you know, uh, checkout. And then when you go to checkout, before you put your um, financial information in, then it gives you the gotcha moment where it adds all those taxes. So... You know, compare wow. an apple to an apple, my prices to their prices with their taxes, and you'll come back with a smile. In fact, I've had a bunch of people hit me back on Facebook going, I don't know how you're getting these prices, but I'm, I'm stoked, and, you know, thanks for that. Bill, it takes me a lot of time having to, you know, make a bunch of calls and try to get people deals. So, say, you know, Billy, well, you know Sissy from La Golandrina and, and uh, uh, Bajo La Luna. And she advertises yeah. on our show now. You can you can tell your clientele, hey, if they mention Rod and Real Radio or they want the Rod and Real Radio discount, your your people can get ten percent off meal at either La Golandrina or Bajo La Luna, and oh, get a free awesome either too. cocktail or oh glass of wine with their dinner. That's way cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey I, Bill. Not no, no, only 10% that, off I signed up party for the of side six too. or eight. That's massive. Bill, uh, I signed up for the site, you're, too. I'm, you're the man. You can help them out. <laughs> guys, I signed up right? for the site. Bill, I'm on the site, and uh, I'm looking to go to Orlando for the ISC. The rates that I'm seeing there are incredible. I've got a project going with a bunch of people in uh, August up to Alaska. Great rates up there. Yep. And then not only that, on occasion, I get a, a flash from your site telling me about some really super deal that's out there. And I'm going, man, I wish it yeah. was where I was going. But, yeah, that seems to be really user-friendly and something that if you're traveling anywhere, if it's just for a couple of days or if it's for a couple of weeks, you want to use. Yeah, and check this out. So I get access to free trips that I can give out. So CCA this year, every one of their banquets, I'm giving away a free round trip. Well, a free trip, but you have to pay the airfare and you have to pay the, the uh, tax. But I'm giving away the free resort, you know, seven days, 24 different countries, their choice. It can be Athens, Rome, Tahiti, Fiji, um, Mexico, uh, Hawaii, Thailand. So every day at Fred Hall, I'm going to be giving away a free trip to anybody who comes into my booth, fills out that echo, you know, that thing that you just filled out. And then I'll put a, a coupon into a little uh, fishbowl. And at the end of each day, we're going to pull, and someone's going to win a uh, free trip for two to 24 different locations in the world of their choice every day during Fred Hall. All they got to do is come to my booth and go on my computer and spend 30 seconds, 60 seconds of their lives <laughs> to book that up. And then CCA, every one of the banquets, I'm going to give away a free trip just like that as well to somebody. 
Wow, anywhere in the world. That sounds pretty neat. Well, and you will be at Fred Hall Show, so we stop by and And say hello to you. Yeah, you got to come by. And the thing is, you have to to pay your airfares and then um, the taxes. And the taxes on the average tax is about 75 bucks to 80 bucks um, for like Thailand and, um, you know, Mexico. And the most expensive tax I've seen in all 24 countries was Hawaii, and it was 220 bucks. So most of them around 75 bucks to about 100 and 120 dollars for a week for two people, and these are like four and five star resorts. Wow, that's yep. cool. Hey, yeah, it's a crazy hey, deal. Bill, let's move on. You know, we also mentioned uh, that uh, you are executive director of Destination Baja, and uh, uh, are there any new projects that uh, you're working on that you can tell us about? Yeah, in fact, um, I was down in Tropic Star Lodge down in Panama back in November, doing some Dorado and Marlin tagging with Guy Harvey. And so, you know, um, we've done a lot of filming together in our past. In fact, I worked about six years with Guy. We went all over the world back in the uh, late 1990s, early 2000s, and uh, just had a blast doing all that stuff. And and uh, we were um, doing some uh, – we had a speaking engagement at the Yacht Club there in Panama City, and the owner of Tropic Star Lodge – uh, came up to me, who's highly um, highly involved in political uh, circles there in Panama, as well as uh, corporate circles, and he had seen my show before. And he was asking me, like, hey, is there any chance we could maybe do, like, you know, a TV show or something down here in Panama? And I said, I could do better than that. We could get a whole TV series down there, like we did with Destination Baja. Sir, we could do something Destination Panama. He says, let's do this. So we've been discussing that for the last month and a half, and He's hooked up with Copa Airlines and uh, some of the big resorts and uh, some of the big uh, corporate folks there in Panama. So we are in the discussion phase of it now. And uh, if we could pull the trigger on the financing of it, we'll probably start uh, shooting it some point this summer. Nice. Wow. It yeah. sounds exciting. Yeah, 13, 13 and episodes. again, you know, that's a destination that you can uh, get on uh, bookwithboys.com and probably get a good deal and go down there and do some research ahead of time. There you go. There you go. And you know, the funny thing about Panama, it's a beautiful country. Uh, as Tommy knows, we've spent a ton of time in and out of that place in our past. And, um, but you know, they're way, way behind the eight ball considered compared to say Costa Rica with what Costa Rica has done with their tourism. And so Panama knows that, you know, they need to step it up a bit, spend a little bit of money and um, you know, get what they have to offer out to the world. And what a better way of doing it to than my series that we're on, you know, four networks and Amazon Prime and and uh, Pluto TV and a couple of these others. So, you know, we can get our, we can get uh, Panama on about 200 million homes internationally here by, by next year. Well, I guess the question I need to ask is uh, also the political climate down there. We're always afraid of what's happening in certain Central American and uh, Northern and South American companies, uh, countries, uh, What's the political uh, uh, climate uh, in Panama right now? Oh, it's completely different than, say, El Salvador and some of the in Nicaragua. Yeah, it's, a, it's always been a very, very stable country. Um, you know, you don't have any of the gang factions down there like you do in some of the others. And, and you've got a very, very modern city in Panama City. It's easily, and Tommy will attest to this, it's easily the most modern city in all of Central America. In fact, it's like, it's like Miami now, you know. And... Um, You've got the international commerce of the canal, and you know a, a lot of banking is there. So, um, yeah, Panama is a very, very modern city in Central American standards, 
and uh, the people are super friendly, um, great towards uh, great towards uh, tourists. They've always loved Americans because we're the ones who built the canal, and and you know we had a we had a, a military um, uh, facilities there for a long time. We had uh, Albrook Air Force Base and um, Clayton Army Base, so it was. Uh, you know, it's, it, they've always had a lot of Americans in and out of that place since the early 1900s, and so we're much beloved down there. And and they're uh, they're just super people with great fishing and and a lot of places to see. That's the big thing, great fishing. Uh, you know, you hear about the great tuna fishing down there, Dorado. What are what are some of the other species, real quickly, that uh, people can find down there that that are really world class uh, catches? Yeah, it's considered the black marlin capital of the Eastern Pacific, that's for sure. I mean, Tropic Star Lodge is a place called the Zangre Reef, which is, you know, it holds black marlin year-round. And, and there's a lot of blue marlin there as well. But, um, yeah, Koiba and Hannibal Bank and those areas, there's always a lot of blues and blacks around there because of all the small tunas. It's such, a, it's such an amazing area for tuna production. That whole Gulf of Panama, um, it's a big rookery for small tunas. And because those small tunas are there, um, and pretty consistent water temperatures and conditions, there's a lot of billfish there that, um, you know, that uh, if, if you target them, you will get one uh, when you're down there. Well, Bill, if uh, we're not able to uh, catch up with you at the Fred Hall Long Beach Show, how can people uh, stay in uh, contact with you, find out what you're doing, hear about uh, some of your latest projects, and, you know, just keep in the know? Hey, man, I'm always on Facebook. You know, I'm not, I don't post a lot. Maybe once a week, once once every other week or so. Um, but I try to stay in touch with people on Facebook. That's always a good way. And then, um, um, you know, hey, I'll be at Fred Hall. I've got uh, a 20-foot booth this year um, right there, not far from Bloody Decks, in that area there. Um, so look forward to always, you know, touching base with uh, Wendy and, and Stan and, and Tommy and uh, and yourself there and, and all the other folks I've been able to be lucky to meet through all the years of doing those shows. Uh, but yeah, you know, Facebook's an, an easy way of uh, of hitting me up, and and then um, we've got uh, one post as well. It's uh, destination Baja Sur, and then just in my Bill Boyce page. But uh, yeah, that's probably the quickest, easiest way of doing it now. Hey, and send me a note on uh, that promotion you're doing with uh, free travel with Book with Boyce of people that check in with you or the CCA at the Fred Hall Show because we want to make sure that. Uh, as many people as possible take advantage of it. That sounds like a, a great deal. No problem at all. In fact, I might be able to do something with you guys down the road too. You know, anybody who signs up one, we put them in a, a put their name in a hat, and we and we do a drawing on one of your shows, and they went around. Uh, they went a uh, a trip for a week for two. Well, Bill, cool. I appreciate appreciate it. Thanks for uh, cluing us in on what's happening with you and bookwithboyce.com and Destination Baja and all kinds of other things. We look forward to seeing you at the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach starting on March the 4th. All right, you guys. Hey, man, always a pleasure. Billy, I'll give you a call during the week, buddy. Sounds good, Stan. Look forward to it. All right. All right. Hey, we're, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now. Tommy Gomes is with us here in the studio. But coming up next, Danny Wade from H&M Lining. He's going to give us an up-to-date report on what's happening in the local offshore waters. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come. This is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. 
We carry all the major brands. And if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. We want to tell our listeners a little about Bajo La Luna Restaurant, located within a lush hidden garden in the heart of Cabo San Lucas. This family-run restaurant offers patrons a selection of unbelievable tapas, the most delicious Mexican entrees, an outstanding selection of wines and crafted cocktails, and the most amazing desserts, all served in an upscale, casual, outdoors atmosphere at prices you'll find very affordable. When you visit Bajo La Luna, mention Rod and Real Radio, and there might just be a complimentary beverage served with your dining experience. Bajo La Luna is located right across the street from Cabo Wabo and offers free or valet parking. Get all the information you'll need to visit Bajo La Luna Restaurant on Facebook. Just click their direct link icon found on RodandRealRadio.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensAndCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419, or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Runreal Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes. Now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. 
So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Stan Wendy, our special guest in studio, Tommy Gomes, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, there has been a lot of rumors this past week of signs of yellowtail, bluefin tuna out there. The fishing is still great. We're coming to, you know, almost the beginning of rock fishing season. All kinds of things ready to break loose here. Who better to talk to than is the Iron Man from H&M Landing? Mr. Danny Wade. Danny, welcome to Ron Real Radio again, sir. How's it going, John? How's it going? It, it is going good, and we got Stan and Wendy here, and then good friend of yours, Tommy Gomes. Tommy, how you been, buddy? I'm good, Danny, good. We were just sitting here talking uh, with John about uh, piano wire and, and jigs. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Oh, just a little <laughs> tiny bit, just a tiny little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Obviously, uh, Danny, uh, it, Tommy's been involved with commercial fishing in his family for I don't know how many generations. Tommy, too many, yeah. <laughs> five. And he says that uh, there's probably also no one here in San Diego that knows more about the fishing industry, especially on the, the commercial side, sports fishing, than uh, than Danny Wade. And Danny, I'm I'm surprised you look so young. I, I didn't realize you were around that long. Been around since they made sand. <laughs> John, I've been in and out of the business for about forty-five years. Oh my gosh! I know Just we've gone through enough some... to know better. Uh, you know, I, well, Danny, I, I, I knew I knew a lot of these guys working on both now when they were little kids. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, you got to have a passion for this, Danny, and obviously you're working there at H and M Landing and. I, I've been there when I've been, you know, waiting to get a chance to talk to you or whatever it is we've got to, to talk about, maybe an upcoming show. And the way that you spend time with the customers over there and you just exude that passion for fishing onto everyone that comes in there. And I can't believe how generous you are with the information and sharing techniques and, and stuff with people, no matter what type of trip they're going on. Well, I mean, that's the way it was for me when I was a kid. So, you know, I might as well just kind of relay it out as well as you can. You know, hopefully people understand what you're saying. But, you know, hopefully you're just giving them a little little tiny bit better chance. 
Well, you know, we we I do a bunch of charters, you know, through H and M and Top Gun eighty during the year, and and if I've got people going down there, even that aren't on the charters, I'll still stop and talk to either Rick or Danny in in the shop because they will tune you up on what's going on, and and it, no skin off their nose to tell them exactly what's working and exactly how to catch them. You still have if you buy the baits and you you've got to get on the boat you still got to go out and put it to practice so i've i've heard i've watched danny you know telling guys exactly what to do and how to do it and how to rig it and how to tie the things on the right way for i don't know how many years now i've been going back and forth but between dan and rick they are a wealth of knowledge and if the guys don't go take advantage of it they're missing part of the 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 best part i think of of going fishing in a San Diego. And he's the, the best, the best in the West at surface iron. So if you want to know how to throw surface iron, what rods to use, even makes custom sticks, this is the man to talk to. I'm telling you, there's a wealth of information here. Well, you got that right, Stan. Danny, uh, you know, since you were around when bol- when sand was just boulders, who were some of the guys that uh, were actually your mentors then? Well, I mean, Manny Silva, you know, I worked for Manny Silva way back when, you know. Mm. Uh, a guy named Dick Zachman. He had Imperial Beach Sport Fishing. Yeah, man. You uh, remember going, trying to you know, get off that boat at the end the of that six, pier? Mid and late 60s, you know. Yeah. Tommy uh, was going, do you remember uh, trying to get off that boat at the end of the pier at that time? Oh, yeah. I, I helped <laughs> load them on. <laughs> and we... We would have to push that dock cart all the way down the pier to pass that fish out. If people didn't want to carry it, we'd have to bring yeah. it down there. That was, you know, that was back in the good old days, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Danny, uh, let's get you on. Let's find out what's happening up there because here in the uh, shop, guys that have been going out on the three-quarter day boats and even the half-day boats, they're t- and then down to Colinet. They're talking about there's some really great signs out there, even though they're not hooking up fish. What are you hearing? Well, I mean, here locally, you know, anywhere from the Coronado Islands will say, you know, I, I know there was a boat there today, but I haven't heard anything at all. But uh, the half-day boat here, the premier this morning, he was talking about Yellowtail down there, you know, just shy of the border area they call the pipe, and it didn't bite. But it is that time of year, you know, it, it's... It's just milling around, moving around. You know, I saw it through with the eyeballs and got it on a sonar, even got it under the boat once, but it just didn't respond, you know. Uh, I know the dolphin saw some fish this morning, and there was a little bit of fish seen yesterday. But it's that time of year. So it's just a matter of being there on the right day when that stuff decides to cut loose a little bit, and you you got a shot. What day that's going to be? If I knew that, I'd bottle it and sell it. But, you know, but, oh. but it's going to happen. Wendy, then, you had also uh, got an inkling of something happened. What did you hear? As to the tuna? Well, as to any? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The tuna, <laughs> the tuna is, I mean, there's been tuna up out here. It's, it's still here. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's just now starting to make itself visual. Uh, there were some fish well, caught so- out west. There's been, there's been some fish caught at Colinette, you know. Out on on that deep edge of Colinette, and uh, a couple of boats down there that got back in this morning. They had fish. They each had two, if I remember correctly, and they were 
sixty to I think the biggest one was like buck twenty. Right. Yeah, they were they were nice fish, nice grade. And there's yeah, a lot of them in Texas. And some of the stuff out west, some of those guys that caught a couple three out there, you know, that's a sound more like sixty, seventy pound fish. But you know, it's February. That's I don't care what size they are. They're nice fish in February. Absolutely. And you know, uh one of the captains of the boat said that uh he has I mean the the volume of fish that are out there right now, the bluefin that are out there, he said it's the biggest he's seen. Well, wow. and I would I would agree with that, yeah, because it's here. It's here all the time, you know. I, I mean, again, since I was a little kid working for Manny Silva, this is in the early 70s, mid-70s, being fishing rock cod out of the 60. You got 25 guys on a boat with six knots and nine knots and fishing 40 hooks. <laughs> we see this stuff off the, you know, you know, a quarter mile away, and you see the birds up, and you see it splashing around, and... But you can't do anything to it because you know you you know you got five pounds of lead and twenty five hooks you know fifty hooks wow. however many hooks we fished back then but it's, it's <laughs> been seen it forever you know and, and I even read a deal here just a, a few days ago and I can't remember the name of the article but they were archival history is stuff you know that they were digging these bones up of bluefin finding archaeological signs of bluefin Vancouver. British Columbia, and fish well over 500 pounds. Wow. So, oh, I mean, God. it's nothing new. It's just 30 years ago and 40 years ago, sport boat-wise, it was time to do boat work. It was time to go cotting. It was time to do that. And the, and on the, the small boat side, the, the skiffs and the yachts and whatnot, those guys weren't out fishing. And the commercial fishing industry, unfortunately – has kind of died off, especially the jig boats and that kind of stuff down here that would be fishing. So you didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, and we now, got into you know, those you've big got fishing. guys fishing under yep. private boats anywhere from, you know, 20 miles to 100 miles away. And they get on something and then the word gets out. Danny, so, uh, Tommy has all the time. We, we got into that big fish up at Santa Rosa Island. Yeah. Uh, out of Pedro on the on the purse sanders, the little purse sanders. There's, I think you probably remember that those five, six, seven hundred pounders that showed up up there that year. And and you know, Danny, you're you're a hundred percent on the money, man. That stuff's never gone anywhere. And was, uh, I think this was, year, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was an '83 or '85. We were chasing big guy out front here, and this guy set a, a, a set of fish on the Santa Rosa Flats. And he had ten or twelve fish, and the biggest one was almost a thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. I think with this year, with this bluefin this year, you're going to see uh, you're going to see even a bigger banner year than you did last year, simply because of what's going on with Mexico and uh, and the commercial fishing, because their quota mm-hmm. for bluefin is already done. So they got their three hundred ton, and they're done. The wow. the guys that fish on the boats out of the any of these sport boats. You know they got to get rid of this this whole scenario uh, of the the bluefin are finicky, bluefin yeah. biter they don't bite. When it's time yeah. to bite, they bite and they bite what's there, and and they'll eat the rope <laughs> off your anchor when when they want to go. But when you start these guys and they get this, oh well, I got to go down to twenty five pound or I got to go down to thirty pound or whatever it is, all you're doing is asking for trouble. That's fine on that twenty pound, forty pound fish. But when you're trying to fish fishing in excess of 100 pounds, 
you better be starting with 80 pounds. And then Danny, go up tell from us, there. tell us about uh, the uh, accessibility of boats that are going out right now. Are obviously uh, uh, half-day boats, three-quarter-day boats, but uh, what's happening also too in the uh, the overnight, the day and a half? And are there any boats that you are aware of right now that are scheduled uh, going out and maybe trying to take a crack at these bluefin? Well, not, not really yet because it's just so haphazard, you know. Uh, the, the bluefin that were caught, you know, I mean, the stuff got up and moved around. But, yeah, I mean, they were cod fishing. You know, these were cod boats, you know, going down to Colonet, try and catch some yellowtail in the morning, catch some cods. And, and then, you know, they find this bluefin, and, well, you slide some baits on, and hopefully they bite. Uh, they're going to, I'm sure everybody's going to keep their eyes open just a little bit more. Recommend that, you know, okay, bring your cod stuff, bring your yo-yo stuff, and bring your your tuna can of gear as well, you know. And that will be for anybody and everybody that's doing anything. There are no day trips yet, overnight trips yet. Right now it's mainly a day and a half and a little bit of two or two and a half. Uh, you got to remember, guys are still doing boat work and, and stuff too. So, you know, they're trying to get caught up and get ready for the true season when, you know, when, when it's here we go. So, yeah, uh, well. Also, if you want to speak with most of the skippers from H&M, there'll be a slug of them most likely down at the Fred Hall Long Beach show so that oh, yeah. you'll be able to check out the schedules, what's happening, and uh, if there's any deals to be had, that'll be the best time uh, to do it. A number, of, a number of boat operators and owners will be there from any of these landings, and uh, sometimes they have discounted prices. It depends on the trip, depends on... Uh, on you know on on the operation, but uh, you know you you know oh, I know Bobby Bobby and Chuck they'll be up there you know and there'll be others, and, and you know it, everybody wants to talk to the captain. Oh yeah, and, and it's just it's a good way to do it. Yeah. All right, hey Danny, if we want to find out what's happening at H and M Landing, find out the boats that are going uh, also. Hey, take a look and see what the fish counts are. Uh, how's the best way to go about doing it? Well, a couple of ways. You can call here at 619-222-1144, or you can go online at hmlanding.com, and you can book it through online. You can look up fish counts, past fish counts, you know, pretty much anything you want. But you can do it one of either, either way. It all works. Anybody who answers the phone can kind of guide you through what's going on and, you know, when, where, and what. And they can book it for you as well. So, And, Danny, before we let you leave, I've got to ask you, with what you've heard as spotty as the yellowtail are out there right now, and I know you like throwing irons, if someone wants to try to go after them with, with irons, what would you suggest the procedure would be to do that? What type of techniques would they be using? You know, as much as I hate to say it, you'd be better off right now probably yo-yo fishing. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we're talking about putting a fish on a boat. Right. Uh, right. You know, if you're serious and you want to go out and do it, you know, bring yourself something you can yo-yo with and bring a long rod to fish the surface iron. But, you know, have both. How about the size of the iron? I mean, uh, something in the 45 range or the Yeah, you know, your si- basic 45, any of that, uh, you know, 45s. Those stingers, that JRI stinger stuff. Uh, 
any of that kind of stuff. And the yo-yo jig, being that you're fishing a little bit shallower water here on the beach, more of a caddy's BA, a 6X Junior, yo-yo 4, that, that smaller kind, not so much the great big heavy yo-yo jigs, but because you're only fishing in 60 feet of water. So. How about color? Color make any difference? I mean, uh, you know, there's been a lot of red crab out there. Does red work? I uh, use, or, when I what? yo-yo fish, I use blue and white. Blue and white. Period. Okay. And I've seen most of your blue and whites. They're more like uh, uh, a patina of uh, <laughs> of metal, and uh, God only knows what's out of there. And you, you have to really look hard to see what color they used to be. Well, you know, you get them moving in the right place. You know, if they're hungry, they bite it. What I, what I tell people in here all the time, you know, yellowtail can't come up and, and, and take its fingers and, and, and pick at your lure and see if it tastes good. It's got to bite it. All right. And by Danny then, hopefully, Wade, it's too late. Danny Wade from H&M Landing. Uh, stop by uh, the H&M Landing tax store, and as Stan mentioned, say hello to Danny, say hello to Rick, and uh, even – if you uh, weren't ready for it, I think they'll have a story for you that'll keep you mesmerized for the amount of time you're there. And also I'll, maybe I'll make throw one in a couple of you. good tips. Hey, Tommy, tell that? your mom I said hi. <laughs> Roger that. Yeah, she's doing well, hanging in there. Good, good deal. Love your mother, your mom's sweet lady. Thanks, man. appreciate that. All right. Danny Wade from H&M Landing. Danny, thanks a lot for being with us. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but uh, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit to Tommy Gomes, and uh, we're going to find out what happened at the Save the Sunny Trent event for 2020 that just came off over at Seaforth Landing. So stay tuned. Still a lot more to come after these messages. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea. Then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers we're thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait. Hi, I'm Bart Hall. 
and I'm honored to once again be able to tell you about the annual Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. I am proud of our 74-year-old history. It would have been impossible in 1946 for my father to envision the majestic event that his creation would become. The Fred Hall Show is the world's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. We honor my father's promise to entertain you all day with nearly 1,000 booths, over 400 seminars, acres of boats, and dozens of family fun activities. Kids 15 and under are always free and always fish free. We are passionate about preserving the lifestyle of fishing, hunting, boating, and outdoor recreation that so many of us cherish. You can help by joining the Coastal Conservation Association of California. And when you purchase their special show package, you'll get in free. Join us and celebrate the passion for outdoor recreation at the Fred Hall Show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive, check us out at fredhall.com. Hey, Bass Fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right, you only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. Hey, Stan, Whitney, and I, we want to welcome you back. Our special guest this hour in studio is going to be Tommy Gomes. Tommy, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Howdy, John, Wendy, everybody. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're going to catch up with what's been happening with Tommy. But before that, we want to keep you current on an event we talked about last week. There was a fundraiser down here in San Diego, and our own Wendy Toshihara, she was involved in it. She was one of the gals that got it going. So let's find out what happened and what the result was. Wendy, you can take it away now. All righty. Well, we had a rough beginning in the morning. It was practically hurricane weather. We had (laughs) three squalls come in. We had to hang on to the tents. One of the tops flew off, and Everything got soaked, but it turned out to be a sunny day, and we had people show up in the rain. We had people on the Seaforth that were going to go out fishing, saw us setting up, and they said, what is this? And we told them we're raising funds for Sunny, 
because um, she found out she had stage four cancer and people were just handing us money. It was amazing. So, wow. it, yeah, so we um, we set up everything and people started showing up and it was amazing. All the people that came out to help that didn't even know Sonny, Wayne Koto, he didn't know Sonny. He came out, he bought the tape, brought tables, he brought uh, the, the canopies, tablecloths and helped the whole day all the way from the beginning before anybody else got there and all the way to the end. Uh, I mean, it was just amazing. Maggie from Bloody Decks. Um, Spider, Lori, um, Lori Sackow, um, oh, Kelly Cleghorn. It, I mean, there were so many people that helped. I'm missing people. But in the end, it was really neat to see because we were able to raise over $10,000 in an hour and about 45 minutes. Wow. Wow. That's and, great. And it, what's even better is that um, the, uh, let's see, it was Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. Sunny got some really, really good news. Her tumors have shrunk and they are going to be able to do surgery. So this Wednesday, she's having her first surgery out of two. Once she has the second surgery, they are telling her she will be cancer free. Wow. Wow. And you she know- was at stage four. Wendy, I, I also, we have to give a special shout out too, to uh, Bo Mormon from Big Rock Sporting Goods because he was going around picking up stuff, getting uh, donations together. We had uh, given out his um, his phone number on Rod Real Radio last week and then also posted it on uh, our Facebook page. And he says, John, he says, that was the worst thing I ever did. That phone just continued to <laughs> ring. So. It's yeah, and amazing. Jimmy Getty, too, from Big Rock, also was a big help. And if it weren't for Bo, you know, um, saying, I want to do something, I want to do something and, something and reaching out to everyone, you know, this wouldn't have happened. Wow. You know, and, and one of the things that happened, just to show you how generous fishermen were, yeah, a lot of the um, uh, the companies got together and, and donated things, but there were also um, – uh, companies that weren't in the fishing industry that donated things. And I saw a picture of a real unique gift that you were talking about that someone came up with that was, was even better than maybe any of the rods and reels that were there. <laughs> yeah, it was really neat. Um, she, um, this pet store in Benita that she, that she shops at found out about Sunny and had to, had to do something. So they brought it must have been a six and a half foot, maybe se- it probably was a seven foot cat tree. And it was actually a tree. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a tree made, made, you know, with the carpet and everything. It was really neat because he was explaining to me that it was, there was no glue involved. There's nothing toxic. It was just the carpet and staples. And he stapled that thing all together and made a, an amazing tree for the cats. And Doug Rubin, there was a live auction, and of course, you know, Wayne's really good at live auctions. So Wayne auctioned it off, and um, it was between Lori Sackow and Doug Rubin, and Doug won. <laughs> Doug's <Right>. cats won. <laughs> you know, we also have to say, thank the people at uh, C4 Landing, John Yamati and his crew there, because uh, they put up with all that nonsense while you guys were up there, uh, allowing you to use the facility there. Not only that, when they saw that the the wind and the rain, um, you know, was kind of causing havoc, they actually came out to see if they could help us. 
I mean, it was wonderful. They let us use their office. I, I mean, they were just so accommodating, and it was just really nice to see. Art Taylor from The Searcher came all the way down and donated a day-and-a-half trip, you know, for her. Um, Orchid Martinez donated a two, I think it was two or a uh, three-day trip. I mean, it was just amazing, the people that came out. Why we uh, uh, we had uh, uh, Jim Trelecki's from uh, Wind Spinner Rods. He custom wrapped a, a rod for Sonny. Uh, also, uh, a, you know, put a monogram on it. Uh, uh, Save Sonny Trent 2020. Bill Batson, who we had on the show a couple of weeks, uh, he came in and donated the component parts. It was on a rain shadow blank. And, man, it was a super custom rod that uh, was made available from Angler's Arsenal that someone to you know put up to so there was just all kinds of special things like that there and then the fishermen themselves how generous they were i heard one incident that one of the fishermen that won something actually donated it back you remember that uh, uh that particular incident uh i do uh, not i had to step away a couple of times so i do not remember that one michael but- ravens won the oh, trip yeah. Uh, go down to Baja, and instead of taking him himself, he donated back to Sonny and says, Sonny, I want you to take that trip and go down to Baja with Orky Martinez and their group. So there was just signs of generosity like that just all over. You know, there was one guy, he's a plumber, his name was Chris, that we just met, and he was a customer of Sonny's at Turner's El Cajon, and he heard about it, and he came down, and he came down with a lot of cash. He not only came down to buy stuff, but he helped. And he was he was pulling out plastic out of his truck, you know, to help us cover the canopies because everything was getting wet. I mean, just so many people that were amazing that showed up. But the big takeaway from this for the people who are struggling or or have just been diagnosed with cancer and feel like they don't have any hope. She had stage four cancer and she stuck it out and she fought and she had a positive attitude and, you know, in, in a few months, she could be cancer-free. She had that, intense treatment and went through hell and is still going through hell. But, she's, you know, she is living proof that medicine today and, and, and positive thinking and your friends and loved ones, you know, supporting you really does help. You know, and, and Wendy, to so, show you how far-reaching you know, this fishing industry is, we have Tommy Gomes with us here in the studio and Tommy, you even have a connection to Sonny too. Yeah. She was, she was my right hand, uh, partner there at Catalina offshore. She ran the retail de- 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 department with me for a long time. So yeah. a lot of you probably met Sonny and didn't even know it. So, uh, uh the, the last thing you guys at the end, and we have the video on Rod and Real radio on Facebook, but, Tell us how it went when you finally came to an end because you wanted to cut it off right at 12 o'clock. What did you do uh, at that time and when it came to a presentation, Wendy? So um, Lori and I went into um, Seaforth and counted up all the money. And uh, we wanted to let her know how much we were able to raise for her. So we announced it. We handed it to her. We told her it was over $10,000. And she just started crying and just couldn't believe it. And, and she was, you know, just just amazed at all the people that came out. And she she had announced to everyone that, you know, this 
this really helped her every day when she was struggling and it gave her hope. It gave her, it gave her the strength to keep fighting this. And so because of everybody's love for her, she was able to get through this and is still going through it. And we're still there for her. Well, on behalf of Sonny uh, Trent, all of the people that contributed to this fundraiser, all those people that came on down there, braved the elements that contributed and made this all possible on behalf of of Sonny and everyone, we just want to thank you for making this all possible. And uh, I think that was probably expressed pretty well down there uh, on uh, on Saturday, uh, Wendy. Absolutely. Rain or shine, they still came out and it was amazing. And even even people who couldn't make it, they were looking up Sonny Trent on Venmo and PayPal and donating money that way to her. It was amazing. <laughs> all right. Hey, Let's go on to uh, Tommy Gomes over here. And Tommy, welcome to the show. And uh, man, it's been a little while since we talked to you. There's just so many different aspects of Tommy Gomes we like to talk about. It's kind of like investigating. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about all of them. It's like, it's like investigating an artichoke. You keep on peeling it back and there's something else there. Yeah. <laughs> nice job on that uh, Sunny Trent thing there. Uh, Wendy Thanks, and, uh, and Kelly Kelly Cleghorn, I know he really put an effort into it. They're like brother and sister, so that was really cool to see uh, happen. So yeah, things are things are moving ahead. Um, for me, I left Catalina offshore. I did uh, fifteen, little over fifteen years there. Well, you, you've left them, but at the same time, I see all kinds of videos that you're posting. You're still <laughs> associating with them and Dave because. You know, Catalina is a great operation, and, and you helped build that considerably. Well, I'm kind of old school. I like to ride the horse that brung me. Okay, that you know? sounds good. But th- this one, good man. Yeah, this one I'm just putting out to pasture, but I'm still going to feed it and groom it. <laughs> I got a new pony to run now. <laughs> there's, all, there's all kinds of things happening. Hey, before we get on talking a little bit more about what's happening with Tommy and some of the new ventures he's in, Otto, uh, we're going to break a little bit early for commercials, so why don't we do that? And we'll get back with uh, Tommy Gomes here on Rod and Reel Radio. Stan, Wendy, and I, and Tommy Gomes, the fishmonger himself, are going to take a break right now. Stay tuned. We'll be back, I think, after these commercials. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. We all like to travel, whether it's for business or it's pleasure. But one thing we all like to do, it's save money. Well, we got a travel tip for you. 
Bill Boyce has put together a travel website for you that can save you a lot of money. You can become your own travel agent. The site is bookwithboyce.com. You're going to save yourself 5 to 35% on all nationally advertised travel rates. You want to uh, go to Mexico? You want to go to Hawaii? Bookwithboyce.com can offer you outstanding prices. And here's the deal. There's no surprises for accommodations, rental cars, or activities. So try bookwithboyce.com now and thank Bill Boyce later on. Guantam Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag. Quantum Fishing, we are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Rod Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. Dan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Our special guest this hour is the fishmonger himself, Andre Panur, and currently unemployed, he said. No. <laughs> Tommy Gomes. Tommy Gomes, hey, welcome. You know, Tommy, uh, there was a time when you could hardly even give fish away. I remember fishing with my dad when we'd come back with albacore and yellowtail, and it was all we could do to to, you know, we didn't have the, the freezing process that we have today, so we were giving it away fresh, and it was inexpensive. It's now becoming a real expensive commodity, but there are still ways that people can get quality, fresh seafood at a very reasonable price, and you're involved with that with the people that are at the Tuna Harbor Dockside Market down here in San Diego. Tell us a little bit about this operation. How how it came about and what it is. Well, a group of fishermen got together, um, spearheaded by uh, Pete Helme, uh, 70, I think he's 73, 75 years old. He's an urchin diver. He's been around forever. David Hayworth, uh, Pete Grillo, a bunch of other local fishermen, Mikey Flynn. They have a board of directors. Um, and every Saturday down at Seaport Village on that one dock at Seaport Village, the big concrete finger that comes out. Every Saturday, the families 
the families, and that's important. The families show up and they set up ice tables and they they bring in the catch from that day or the day before. And when they have boats that are offloading right there, and they have they have live lobster, they have live spot prawns, they have live shrimp, they have the live crab, they have live mackerel, they have. Believe it or not, they have sand dabs that are still flopping around. And, you know, of course, they have thorny head rockfish and, you know, big eye tuna, mongchong, opa, wahoo, dorado. They have all this stuff that's coming in off of these local boats. You know, the dorado and the wahoo are coming in off of long liners. But the rest of the fish is coming in uh, local fishermen. Kelly Fukushima, who started out on the sport fishing boats with his uncle Larry um, years ago, decades ago. These are people that are are going out there every day and rod and reel, hook and line fishing. Uh, very, very little net fish that's coming into that area. And it's really exciting because you can line up at about 7.30. They let you on the dock at 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, you can go and you can actually talk to the fishermen. And, and most importantly, you can talk to the wives because the wives are the ones that not only are they the anchor of the business and holding everything together, but they're the ones that can tell you how to cook it in all these different ways. And, you know, you've heard heard me say it for years. Good seafood's not cheap. Cheap seafood's not good. We pay for it on sport fishing boats. You know, permits have gone up, equipment's gone up, fuel surcharge and everything else. Well, it's the same thing for the small boat operators that are fishing commercially, rod and reel, hook and line, um, even the drop set buoy gear guys uh, for swordfish. You know, we're watching that stuff come in too. But it's a great thing to see down there because the families are down there there's kids down there people bring their dogs down there there's a fish cutting station you can buy your fish and you bring it to the fish cutting station and we cut it for you there um it's backed by the port you know the port could do it without them no not on port land yeah they support it 100 percent um We've been doing it for five years now, and it's going to grow, and it's going to get better and better as the revitalization of the working waterfront comes about. And Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, the product that's there, it's not sports-caught fish. It is commercially-caught fish. So it would be the fish that would be going into the the local seafood markets or sold to the restaurants. And yeah. you can come down there and kind of knock off the middleman in a way. Yeah, you go down there and knock off the middleman, um, but you you find things that you won't find. Like we would never at Catalina Offshore Products, we would never carry sand dabs. Very rarely would we have that. Um, it just doesn't show up. It's not something that that we we look to sell. Um, and I love them. You know, I like to wrap them in tin foil and slide them in a toaster oven or just a toaster, turn it sideways. <laughs> it's kind of like warming up a pizza slice, but. Um, it's cool because the kids are down there and there's black cod and there's all the different rockfish and halibut. Uh, you should see some of these halibut that these guys are bringing in rod and reel. I mean, these guys are out there pounding away every day, every day for years. Um, and you can actually go in and say, uh, you know, if you went to Johnny G and you went, Hey Johnny, if you're fishing halibut next week, you know, I need like a 12 to 15 pounder hole for a special dinner he'll he'll get it and he'll call you and say hey i got that fish for you and he brings it in and it's live so there's it's really cool it's a great thing there's a 
Kelly Fukushima's family has a uh, little shack down, not a shack, but a pop-up down there called uh, Sea and Loaf Sandwiches and Soups and stuff. And then there's a, a, a Hawaiian company down there that makes fresh pokey right there, fresh pokey from the, from the big eye. And cracking open the sea urchins and mixing those up and it's it's pretty cool and it only runs until one o'clock um and i wendy when you were talking about those three squalls that came through yeah we were down there cutting fish and i was hanging onto those canopies i'll tell you (laughs) (laughs) you know and tommy this is i i guess the the way you can look at it it's kind of like a farmer's market except for the most part seafood and maybe some of the condiments and ancillary items that go along with it nope just seafood just seafood yeah there's nothing else down there there's a little bit of food to eat um but again it's right there at seaport village and this is something that i didn't know so people are kind of standoffish if you will to drive down into seaport village or the the embarcadero we never used to go down there we never used to have to pay to park uh you know when there was a a tuna fleet here you know you park wherever you want yeah. um but the the parking meters are all electronic now and they don't take any coin they take a credit card and they don't start deducting the money until 10 o'clock so if you pulled in and parked at six and you went and had breakfast and then you came back and got your fish and then you walked around a little bit and say you got back to your car at 11 o'clock or whatever you spent the morning down there you only have to pay for an hour and you can prepay that. You know, does that, you follow what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And then, you know, the midways down there, there's docks down there, but I will tell you that the one thing that I have noticed uh, that's happening uh, down there and it's, it's nobody's fault. It's just happening. We had it at the sport fishing docks, but the sea lions are now starting to show up uh, and take over the docks down there. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, hey, we're talking with Tommy Gomes uh, about the Tuna Harbor dockside market down at, at Seaport Village. And Tommy, I I think from the day that I met you, you were talking about and an advocate of sustainable seafood. And if people want to find out what's sustainable, this is almost an education in itself to go down there to the dockside market. Yeah, it is. And, you know, not only is it uh the commercial fishing industry is is looking at sustainability as a whole, but the sport boats as well with the bag limits, slot limits, and stuff like that. You know, um, and like everything else, doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. If you're harvesting soybeans or you're growing corn, we're all going to have issues, and then we forget about them because we work around them. We adapt and we overcome and we work around them, and then we see later down the line that it works unlike the mpa which will never open again but don't get me started on that huh wendy (laughs) (laughs) you know tommy uh and the clientele down there uh individuals can come on down there but are you also finding that uh, maybe sushi chefs or individuals that are buying for restaurants for you know the next day or two or three are down there and they're also uh, picking up fish Oh, Ante Pasquale from Psycho Sushi. He's down there every Saturday. Uh, he has a sushi bar called Psycho Sushi at North Park in Coronado. Um, Ironside's down there. 
every weekend. Uh, Amy DiBiase from the Intercontinental Hotel, she's down there on Saturdays as well. So you see all the chefs coming down there. And the really cool part about it for me personally is I get to see all the old fishermen, guys that my dad grew up with. They come wandering down there and and they come wandering down there and and just tell stories. And then you see them when they're leaving and they, one of the guys will give them a rock cod or something like that to go take home and they get to make fresh Chipino or, or bake a whole fish. So it's really, it's really an overall experience to, uh, bring people together down on the waterfront, especially the fact that it's a family environment. It really truly is. I mean, there's people down there with dogs and walking their dogs and stuff like that. And, and it's fun. What's your involvement down there now? You're not commercial fishing anymore. Uh, uh, what, do you, what are you doing to be a part of this program? I was hanging out down there, and they got tired of me hanging out, so they put me to work in the fish cutting booth. So it's kind of like going all the way back to my roots, you know. So, yeah, I'm down there filleting fish and gilling and gutting and telling people how to, how to cook them and what to do with them and what they are and all that stuff. And we do uh, fillet demos, you know, like the big Opa. That was the big thing. Oh, my gosh. How many people have seen <laughs> that video of you filleting that Opa? I wish I had a nickel. I wish I had a nickel for every person that did. <laughs> yeah. That has been on the Internet now for I don't know how long. So there's, been... Yeah, over 44 million views. Wow. That yeah. is incredible. And and do they have OPA sometime available over there so that you can? Yeah, they have OPA available. It's seven different cuts of uh, meat on the OPA fish plus the abductor muscles down there. Um, they they really do have some great things down there. And if if you're looking for something to do on a, on a Saturday morning, you know, the Dockside Market is the place to go. Grab a cup of coffee and come on down. And, and even if you're not sure – just come down and, and check it out and walk around and enjoy what's going on in our city. Yeah. Now, since you've left Catalina Offshore Products and I, you know, I see you, you're doing a lot of videos, but you're also doing a lot of co- uh, consultation work. Uh, tell us uh, what you're doing there. Yeah, we're, do- we're doing team building uh, with uh, corporate groups and uh bringing in fish and, and we're talking about, you know, utilization of a whole fish and what to do with the whole fish. And, you know, food in general brings people together and people are afraid of fish uh, because they don't necessarily know how to cook it. And, you know, they, oh, it tastes fishy. Well, you know, it's probably old, but, you know, and they don't know how to clean them. And so, but they can break down a chicken, but they've never broke down a fish. And so that's what we do. We, we do a team building there and then we consult a little bit um, here and there on, on menu uh, prep and design. And what I mean by that is we're, we're trying to get more and more San Diego seafood that's caught and offloaded in San Diego should be sold in San Diego. But people save their pennies to come to our city. And they come from all over the world and all over the country. And when they get here, they should be able to eat good quality seafood that's not flown in from halfway around the world. There's, there's plenty of fish here that's coming into San Diego. And, and so we're trying to educate people on that as well. As far as restaurants go, you know, we'd like to see more restaurants buying San Diego seafood. Um, well, I know you've, you know, again, we've mentioned it, sustainable seafood. But in talking about sustainable seafood, there are particular species of fish or types of fish that people, you know, just normally don't see. And, and now one of the things I think you're doing now 
is some of these fish are beginning to appear in restaurants. And who better person than you to show them not only how to prepare it, but also give them some tips on how to cook it. And and then in turn, you learn from them as as they start being creative with these uh, these sustainable species. Yeah, you know, the underutilized species um, are the things that we, we want to bring to the table. You know, um, it's illegal for a commercial fisherman here to, to kill kill a protein and throw it back because it's not worth anything to the market. Well, we want to make that fi- every fish is valuable. We, we call that bycatch. Is that what you're Yeah, it's a to? bycatch. So, I mean, we had the same thing f- for years in the sport fishing industry as well. You know, you, you know, I'll throw it back. They're no good to eat. Well, we're, we need to change that because uh, we want to educate, promote, and we want to have fun and we want to bring people together, fish by fish, bite by bite. And, educate them on the health aspects of seafood everybody wants a swordfish a type of tuna a type of salmon and some type of sea bass well minus the salmon we've got that here in san diego you know we don't need it flown in all over the world and the big thing now that i see in restaurants is you know for the past couple years has been brazino you know, Brazino, it's a farmed fish and it's coming from halfway around the world. But that fish has got more frequent flyer miles on it than your American Airlines credit card. Yeah. And and I, I look at things like scrod. What what the heck is a scrod? Well, they've been eating that for years and years and years. And maybe they should change the name like they did the Patagonian toothfish, okay. which is now the Chilean sea bass. Sea bass, right. Oh, sea bass. See? Ah. You could you call anything a sea bass and people are going to order it. I'll have the sea bass. So you, yeah, you don't want your waiter coming in saying, uh, "And our toothfish tonight is very tasty, right?" Yeah, our scrod's delicious. <laughs> delicious. How about what? How safe is the seafood that we're looking at? And has seafood that has been farm raised or that is coming from uh, uh, places outside the United States, has it gotten any better or is it actually getting worse? You know, and I get, I get asked that question a lot, you know, not all farmed fish is bad. Not all farmed fish is good, but it's not all bad. Uh, do your homework. Um, I can tell you that as far as the wild fish goes, you know, we have the Fukushima scare, we have, uh, uh, mercury scare. We have all this stuff. Um, and with the internet now, it's brought more awareness to what's going on in our beef industry and our, our pork industry, too, as far as our cattle being uh, infected with cancer-causing agents and big pus sacks and all that stuff. You can see that stuff on the internet. So, But there's no doubt that you know we, as humans, have uh, definitely opened wounds on our mother ocean whether it's from pollution uh, caused by vessels at sea or whether it's the urban runoff um, that, it, along the California coast, you know, all our rivers uh, from the mountains west, those are all concrete from San Francisco south. You know, we have concrete rivers that are just sure. flowing all that out into our, our uh, ocean and it's, ocean acidification comes up and all that. But yeah, I mean, and right now I think last, Three days ago, four days ago, there was a great white sea bass up at the Channel Islands that they came through. And these are things that, you know, we want people to learn that to eat that white sea bass, you know, get on a sport boat 
and just go and catch one and, and have them cut it up and have them fillet it up and vacuum pack it and all that. And if for some reason you don't go on the sport fishing vessels, then go down and talk to your local commercial fishermen and buy direct from the boat. You know, it's like buying from your local farmer at a farmer's market. You know, we're, we're in a day and age where people are trying to put less red meat in their diet and they look at poultry and they look at the way the poultry is processed and they, they might not feel good about that. So what is left as a good source of protein for us is seafood. Uh, again, I think you started talking about how's the best way to, to at least make a, um, a knowledgeable choice that the seafood that we are eating and feeding our families is actually a good product. Well, know the country of origin, know the source, and you should know the source of all your food. Uh, when you're buying fresh fish at the market, uh, at a supermarket or at a, at a fish market, it'll tell you the country of origin. Uh, if you're buying fish at the dockside market, well, the country of origin is the United States, state of California, city of San Diego. Um, you don't see that with beef, chicken, and pork. Uh, you only see it on seafood. So we should be asking questions on our food, and we should read the labels because, and we all do this, if you own a dog or you own a cat or you've got aquarium fish or I don't care if you got guinea pigs and geckos, you read the label of what's in their food, but you don't read the label of what's in our own food. We're just grabbing stuff off the shelf and we take off. But we need to start reading the label, especially with the fact that, you know, our our food system is broken and we're we're finding that just like seafood, good food's not cheap. You know, you're gonna pay for it somewhere or another, whether you become diabetic, lethargic, overweight. Now I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with a good burrito, but I'm saying that we need to overall we need to pay a little bit more attention to what we're eating and where it's coming from. Oh, not only that, I, re I was in the produce department of my market, and I like garlic. I'm using a lot of garlic on uh, chicken and the seafood I eat, and I'm starting to look at stuff, and I'm going, I remember Tommy Gomes. Look at the source. And I go, well, <laughs> this stuff, we're in California. It's got to come from Gilroy. And I turn around, I read the package, and our garlic, it's all coming from China. Yeah. Unless so you're really careful. It, it, it's crazy that, I mean, would you buy, would you buy beef from China? Would you buy pork from China? Would you buy chicken from China? No. Why buy seafood from China? Yeah. You, know, you have enough here, you know, and we need to, um, if you go down to Shelter Island Pier, I love Shelter Island Pier. You go down to Fathom's Bistro, my buddy Dennis, he's got that little place there. He makes sausage, homemade sausage. He's got great beers. And you watch what I call the substance fishermen, the families that are down there, the guy with the little bait net and the five-gallon bucket of soupy, sloppy bread with water added to it. And he's ladling it over, and he throws his bait net in there, and he pulls in. He's not hauling in mass amounts, you know. He's hauling in eight, ten little smelt at a time, 15, 20 maybe. The wife is head and gutting them. Meanwhile, he's got two fishing poles in the water, and, you know, he's got one on the outside. He's got one dangling straight down. He's catching mackerel on that. The one on the outside is catching spotties or sand bass. And these folks are fishing. They're substance fishing. They're going to actually eat this, and this yeah. is great, which brings me to the point of we don't eat the mackerel. We just don't. And 
It's what a are you great talking fit. about? <laughs> yeah. Wendy, you know what I mean. But yeah, so, um, you know, years ago, in the years ago, in the late 70s, um, Lou and Sandy Gravetto on the, on the Alicia, I remember Lou and I, and I was just a kid, we would just, we would eat the uh, anchovies, you know, he would deep fry them and we would eat the anchovies. And, and we did that with John Houlihan on the Galilean and Huli was like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? I'm like, Dude, these are great. <laughs> and now, you know, sardines, uh, several years ago, sardines became a big thing, but you can't get them. There's no commercial fishing for sardines. You can't get them. Um, and to go down to the piers and watch these, these families, uh, fish for substance and to, to actually eat it and enjoy it is amazing. And, and, you know, Tommy, I went to the pier and there was this little Asian lady and she had, you know, was kept on catching lizard fish, lizard fish after lizard fish. And so I asked her, I said, what do you do with those? And she says, we eat them. They're really good. Yeah. They're delicious. I made Merritt and I some lizard fish for dinner. (laughs) And it was pretty darn good. (laughs) Wendy, I'm going to tell you something. You know, um, at 99 Ranch and Seafood City, lizard fish is $1.99 a pound. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Hey, Stan, we owe you this because we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Tommy, a lot of us have tuna in our freezers that, yeah, we're doing sashimi and we're doing stuff like that, but also some of us want to smoke it. Stan's got a new smoker now that he's playing around with. One of the real important things about smoking is the brining process. Do you have a, a tip or maybe a brine that you can pass on to Stan? That he you know, use? Stan, I'm old school. Um, salt, water, float an egg, add some brown sugar to it. And if it'll float a potato, there's enough salt in it. Um, there you go. <laughs> I'm just, that's that's what I do because we did it on the on the tuna boats that way. But you know, you you make a good point, um, Stan. I'm going to tell you a little secret. If you take that tuna and you smoke it up, and you go ahead and flake it out, and I want you to add a red wine vinegar, olive oil, capers. Mm-hmm. Thinly sliced red onions, green onions, pepper. Don't add any salt because the capers have salt. And then onion powder and garlic powder. And I want you to mix it all together. And with a loaf of sourdough bread, I want you to make a tuna sandwich with Swiss cheese, butter the bread on the outside and put that on the grill. And then you can thank me later when I renew my 1-800 bass boat insurance policy. Done. (laughs) Done deal. I'll have to call you and get the exact, the exact amount of each, each thing to put in there, but that sounds delish. It's absolutely (laughs) wonderful. Now, when you take your, your tuna or whatever it is you're smoking, and you want to make sure that it's absolutely padded dry of any of the brine and everything like that. Don't rinse it off, pat it dry. Do you cover it with any like olive oil or anything like that? Or just... no, we, we, after you brine it, you just pat it dry and, and go right to town. You know, we did Opa bacon from the abductor muscle mm. of the Opa. I'm sure you saw that on, on Facebook. We did Certainly pastrami. Did. 
we uh, we did pastrami. My buddy uh, Ken Gardon from Sea Deck down there at uh, Mission Bay at Dana Dana Landing next door there. Uh, he he's a, a absolute smoke master when it comes to seafood and and uh, big game. Uh, him and Ali go hunting all the time. Uh, Ali from Bloody Decks there, but um, yeah, I mean, just keep playing with that stuff and. You know, forget about the electronic timer and all that. You have three ways to, or four ways. It's a six pack, a 12 pack, an 18 pack, and a 24 pack. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> there you go. Tommy, a lot of people too, you know, when they got on that big tuna bite, they were also getting the tuna bellies. It's more commonly known as Toro. Uh, but a lot of people, they don't know how to treat that. I mean, they know what to do with the fillets, but all of a sudden they get this meat that is different consistency, different looking. Uh, how do you, how do you prepare that? Well, you know, hopefully you go to five star or you go to fisherman's processing, you get it done by those guys and they cut it up for you really nice. Um, and that's the stuff that I would be smoking Stan or the bellies, uh, unless it, I mean, you're going to, you can only eat so much fresh fish. The rest of it you're going to freeze, so you might as well smoke some of those bellies. Uh, you can also slice it, leave the skin on, slice it th- to the skin, not through the skin, um, and make it into jerky that way. And then when it's done, you can take a, a very sharp knife and remove the skin, and it, it gives it more of a tuna flavor when you do it that way. Uh, you know, the old school stuff. Now, Tommy, well, how, you're do you gonna... like to, how do you like to season your tuna bellies before you start smoking? I like to do it with a brown sugar um, and uh, almost like you're curing uh, salmon, sl- a side of salmon, you know, when mm, you're nice. making locks from a, a side of salmon there. But if you're up at the Fred, well, you're going to be at Fred Hall. We'll you be need working. To, yeah, you need to, <laughs> need to stop by the, the Sporting Chef Cafe because my buddy Ken from Sea Deck will be there with me this year again, along with Scott Layseth, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about smoking and curing and all kinds of cool stuff. You'll be at the Fred Hall Long Beach show starting March March fourth every day. Yeah, every every day. Yeah, and with, a, with, a, with <laughs> just a couple, well, we'll all be there every day. Right. So I'll definitely, I'm gonna just spend a lot of time in your booth. <laughs> and with a couple of minutes we have left, and nothing to do with fishing. Our good friend though, Gary Schiebler. Uh, what's the latest that you've heard on how he's getting along? Uh, Gary's been moved home, so that's good. Um, I know uh, still accepting visitors, and he's going through an adjustment period now, coming out of the center that he was in into the home, so it's going to be a little bit of time there. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we might be able to see him at one of the shows. Oh, my gosh, that'd be terrific. Um, I know that the, the family is... Uh, very touched with all the love and support that came out throughout the fishing community and the music community as well to show the love and support for Gary. Uh, it's just, um, it's just a matter of time. Uh, he'll get a little bit better. And, uh, right now he's at home with those loved ones. And so that's, that's what I got. You know, we've hardly been able to even get to the core the heart of this artichoke that we talked about at the beginning of the show. That's Tommy Gomes, but Tommy, if people want to contact you, if they want to stay in contact, or maybe even call on you for your expertise, how's the best way to go about doing it? Uh, you can give me a call at 619-851-3970. Uh, that's my cell phone right now. Um, 
Tommy the Fishmonger website's being built. I have exciting news coming up late summer, which we, uh, if you pay attention to the scuttlebutt around the waterfront, I'm sure you heard it, but I can't get into it right now because of my PR thing. Um, so there's stuff, there's still irons in the fire way out there. There's still irons in the fire, yeah. Well, you know what? When that time comes that you want to talk about or can talk about what what's progressing in your life, Come on yeah. back and let's uh, let's talk about it because I know whatever it is, if it involves you, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be innovative, and the chances are it's going to be fishy. Well, hopefully it works. And then I don't know if it's too early to announce, but April nineteenth, day at the docks, we'll be there slinging fish tacos. We're coming back with that. All right. Yeah. So that yeah, we'll be sending you a couple trays over, Wendy. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Hey, uh, Stan and Wendy, I'm sorry. That's that's it for tonight. But, man, it's great talking with Tommy Gomes and Bill Boyce and, and Danny Wade and all the people we had on tonight. Uh, and, Stan, good luck with uh, that project that you've got uh, uh, in your uh, going on now at home in your pellet smoker. Or have you been feasting on it since we've been talking? No, 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 no. I, I, the moment we started the show, I pulled it out of the smoker. And uh, I put it into uh, an. You put it in an ice chest and let it rest for the two hours that we've been on the air. All so right. I'm going to go out and I'm licking my chops to test drive the first brisket. Hey guys, that's it for tonight. Tommy, thanks a lot for being with us. Yeah. I want to thank Bill Boyce, Danny uh, uh, Wade from H and M Landing. Hey. Jack and Sam Fernando, happy 99th birthday to you. Thank you very much for listening to Ron Real Radio. So on behalf of Otto and the AM540 Studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer, and always in memory of Big Puna Bill, Eddie McCune, and Paul Dieter. Good night, everyone. We'll be back next week with another live show. Thanks for listening. See you, guys. I'm wishing. I could be that kind of fool. Shall I twist your arm? I'd say no more work for mine. Welcome to the club. On my door I'd hang a sign. Gone fishing. Instead of just a wishing. Papa Bing, I've stopped by your place a time or two lately.